。喂，你今日饮咗未啊？饮 orange juice， 青红萝卜猪骨汤 ，coffee or tea or me？ 饮橙汁，不如试下饮 coffee bubble tea 啦。Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Coffee Bubble Tea. Today, here with me, I have Samson and Colin, and in addition, we have special guests.、Uh, right now, we have John from Wonder Pens and his、uh, wife partner in、uh, wife partner in business. What do you call her? Yeah, I, I, I think probably all all of the above. She's she's my partner in everything. So、okay. uh, we are. Spend a lot of time at home and also at work. We're we're always together. Yeah,、uh, but yeah, like basically my partner and everything. Okay, and Liz will be joining、um, as soon as she can、um, settle the baby down for a nap. So I met Liz in university when she was in the same program as myself, training to become a teacher. And at the time, Liz was dating John, who was also studying at the same university,、uh, studying economics. So they eventually moved to Toronto and began working at Liz as a teacher and John at a bank. And I, you know, in Toronto, I bumped into Liz on a few occasions over the years、um, at a coffee shop at the AGO. And finally, we decided to connect and catch up. So as I learned more about Liz and John's story, I was very inspired and invited them to join us on the Coffee Bubble Tea podcast so their story could be shared with all of you. So first of all, John. Can you tell us about Wonder Pens? Yeah, so Wonder Pens is a pen and stationery store.、Uh, Liz and I started it、uh, almost ten years ago now.、Um, Liz、uh, used to be a teacher, and I used to be in banking. And、uh, we were we were pretty young when we started. It was right before our first son was born, and we I always wanted to start a business. I I was. Pretty tired of、uh, working an office job, honestly. And Liz honestly loved teaching, but she has always been game to do any like crazy ideas that I have or follow follow along with me. So she went along with me, like fully gung ho to、uh, to open up a business.、Uh, what the business was going to be,、uh, we we didn't really know at the time,、um, but. We somehow eventually landed on pens and stationery,、um, and the rest is history. <laughs> well, can you tell us a bit of the story of how a teacher and someone in banking came to be stationery store owners? Yeah,、uh, Liz. Liz has always loved pens and stationery, so、uh, we used to purchase a lot of our stuff. From the U.S.,、um, the, like there were most of the stuff you could buy, like specialty fountain pens or gel pens or different things like that, like Japanese stationery,、uh, was mostly purchased online、uh, from the U.S. at the time. And、um, me, me being sort of like the cheapskate that I am, I was always grumbling, "Oh, why can't we find anywhere in, in <laughs> Toronto to to buy it from?" And、um, I think it just sort of naturally evolved from from that. Like at the same time, we were sort of thinking about ideas of what kind of business we wanted to run.、Uh, we thought about like a lot of different different types of things, like like cafe or a pet store or different things like that. And、um, we saw an opportunity in the market to. For for these kind of products, there was a there was a like a very like as crazy as it sounds like small and budding community growing、uh, with an interest in these type of things in Toronto, and there wasn't there weren't too many other shops specializing in it. 
so we we took the plunge we we opened up um, an online store we 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 launched it um, in 2013 uh, just out of our condo unit like we just we just bought up a lot of stock and we had them on all the shelves and we we were like we, we had we had no sort of real technology experience like I, I worked in technology but more on the project management side of it uh, so we were just sort of like fiddling around figuring things out on the fly and um, we were I think pretty pretty naive at the time we didn't really know what we didn't know but we just sort of went into it we were we were in our early 20s and we were just like we're going we're just gonna we're just gonna do this (laughs) wow get it done that's awesome um (laughs) no i i mean like totally can uh relate to this story because um i can see where the market for stationary and like um pens and those sorts of kind of um products might not be as um like there's not a lot of places that i can think of in in toronto um that i can actually go to like being a stationary like nerd myself like i'm really into like um pens and and um paints and like just like when i go into an art store i immediately just start like hyper focusing and like i just want to like buy everything up but i know i can never like really afford it or it wouldn't make like finance it wouldn't be like a good financial move at that point but it's like it just makes me want to like do all that and usually like the stores i can only think of are like curries or 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 like um you know not not of a lot of um choice and selection i guess like for, for you guys to kind of have to navigate um what kind of business you wanted to own like um what was state what stationary was something that you always came to love i guess or did you guys like fall in love with it to be able to um you know because it's a pretty like niche kind of market to yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i like like i think it was like a really big risk at the time like obviously we had both like really stable jobs um and just from a purely stereotypical point of view like our parents wanted us to like keep a banking job keep a teaching job um or, or or do something more stable um and we weren't really raised in entrepreneurial families. Uh, mm. like, like neither of our parents were entrepreneurial, but me personally, like I, I always wanted to run a business. It's just something that I've always enjoyed or like dreamed about doing. Um, and I think I was a bit aimless at the time. Like I, I, I was in my office job. I, I didn't, I honestly didn't love it. Um, and, 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 and Liz has, has always been game to, to, to do these different things. But in terms of a, like, looking back at it now, like becoming like being a little bit more of a seasoned business person myself now and having gone through the motions and, and learned a lot and matured a lot. Um, I, I, I think it was like actually like a really big risk risk we took and we didn't do, I'm, I'm a bit embarrassed to say, like we didn't do like a ton of um, market research. It was like, we went more from our gut at the time. Um, And I think a large part of it was also because we were, we, we didn't have kids at the time and we didn't have too much to lose and we had a lot to gain. Like it was mm. just, it was just really exciting. And, and, and Liz loves stationary. Like Liz, Liz, Liz is like that. Like I'm, I'm more like, like the business guy, like cold, hard numbers. Like how's it going to work? Like, are we going to support ourselves? How are we mm. going to pay for this? But Liz like really loves stationary. stationary. And wow. he really fueled that um, creative 
aspect of it and the drive and the and the authenticity of our business uh, mm. from 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 her point of view. And I've and I very much from, from like she started off supporting my dream, and now I very much help support from my point of view because I'm like I'm like just like the business operations guy guy in the background a bit more now, mm. um, and and yeah, I mean I've come to love what we do um, a large part also because this is who we, we we have become sort of as a family like we're the Wonder Pens family like this, this yeah. like 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 our kids Aww. are involved in this and. and <laughs> And involved in it. So this is all that they've known ever since they've been born. Um, mm. Yeah. So I mean, in in turn, like I don't know if I answered your question or not, but uh, yeah, like it was more of like a like a gut gut instinct for mm. us. When you guys operated the store, were you guys also doing your full time job on the side, like as yeah. a as, as well? So you guys kind of <laughs> had to like really hustle yeah. in between yeah 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 absolutely i i remember um so liz taught pretty close by she she was like a like a block away and i used to uh work in the financial district um mm-hmm. so what she would do is uh every every lunch hour she would she would sort of rush home and check the order <laughs> oh. holy and then, and then she would pack it up, and then the, the, the next morning, uh, we, we would have some packages. And if we were lucky enough to have like a in, enough packages to send off, I would I would like fill up like a garbage bag, and then take that on onto the TTC with me to drop off at a post office. Holy wow! So, so for yeah, like like for the first two two three years, like like we 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 left our jobs pretty soon after. Um, uh, we we were expecting our firstborn. Liz took a leave, like it was coming up to summertime, and I took uh, parental leave, and it just sort of everything sort of just happened at that time. But um, for the first two or three years, at least, not that we were working our full time job or our other job for those to- that time period, uh, it was like seven days a week. Like we were we were, we were hustling hustling in the yeah. beginning. Wow, that's yeah. so relatable, especially for a lot of. Um, young people nowadays who who want to try and do something that they really are passionate about uh, yeah, or just want to try something new right and they might be doing like a nine to five and still trying to figure themselves out in that early uh yeah, process I mean, that's, that's 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 the only way to do it <laughs> if if you want to sort of re- reinvent yourself or do something different like i i feel like you need to find some time somewhere else to to figure out when when to do it and yeah i mean when when you're still in your 20s like that's 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 the time to do it take take risks at that time mm-hmm. can you tell us how you made the jump from digital sales and like having an online store to actually having like a brick and mortar store I think we had always envisioned originally that we were going to have a brick and mortar. It just so happened that just in terms of risk, like in terms of us thinking about what can we manage while doing our job, like online is is, is the easiest thing to think about. Mm-hmm. And when we started off our business, that's when it wasn't so difficult to make a website. Like, like I remember when I was a kid, you needed to know HTML, you needed to know how to code uh, specifically on how to get people to check out with a credit card and all that. And neither of us knew any of that stuff. But around the time when we launched, like a lot of these out-of-the-box solutions came out. So it was just very easy to like bust out a, a website. Like it, you, you just need to, to invest the time. But technically speaking, it was, it was much easier. Um, so... In terms of risk, we we had our jobs and we just decided to launch it online. 
but we, we were also lucky, like business sort of picked up pretty fast. Um, and we saw the opportunity to rent, rent a space. So, mm. so we made the jump pretty fast. We, we, it was always our, our vision that we wanted to have a brick and mortar store and to sort of have a place for community and for place for people to, to shop for Penn stationery, meet customers, uh, say, say hello face to face. And that's, that, that was always our vision. Yeah, about uh, you know being part of the community and having an actual store. Back, uh, well, I just came back from Hong Kong and I and I grew up there as well. Um, we used to have these stationary stores we call Mat Po, and it's everywhere in uh, in housing estates and so on. And they they mostly sell a lot of very affordable stationaries for elementary school students, and also to to get them to you know spend a little bit more, little toys, stickers, uh, and so on. So it sort of became a hub for for children and their their, their parents as well to to get essential school stuff and also a little bit of toys. So what kind of role that in the community does your store have? Right. So I don't think our role is on that much of a micro level um, in terms of an actual on a neighborhood by neighborhood, like we're only servicing this, this neighborhood. Uh, like, like interesting enough, like I think I know exactly what you're talking about. We just visited um, Hong Kong around two or three years ago, and we like oh. because we're in this business. Like we always, whenever we travel, we 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 we're, we're in search of all the stationary stores. So so like we're, we're looking yeah. for it. Like this is part of our business. Like we're just sort of getting 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 the inspiration to do it. Uh, but yeah, like we did visit some 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 of those those types of stationary shops uh, when 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 we were in Hong Kong. But um, in terms of community, I think. We serve the community uh, from a multiple uh, point of view, and I think it's more um, the community that has been built around. Um, I I hate to call it a hobby because it's not really a hobby. Uh, like a lot of mm. people use this on their everyday life, but more people who are who are stationary nerds who who are who are connected by being a stationary nerd, and specifically within Toronto. So there are there are communities that meet and sort of share what. Like what kind of pen are you using? Uh, or we talk about like journaling. Like, um, what are you journaling about? Or we join together in things like, like letter writing. Like we hold a letter writing um, events every now and then. A little bit less over the last few years, obviously. But, but uh, where we come together and we just write letters together, and we just love stationery. We write, love talking about writing and different things like that. So, from a community point of view, it's more about us supporting the stationary and fountain pen community which is actually quite um uh small or not like mm. ev like everyone sort of knows each other it's, it's circular uh within the toronto community or even within the north north american community and um but yeah we love holding these type of events to bring 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 people into this this world of stationary yeah yeah um well yeah. After coming back, and I was pretty, it, it was pretty frustrating trying to get stationaries because I, I live up in North York, so it's not in the middle of suburbia, right? right. But, but still, you know, even yeah. Staples or or going to Walmart, it really sucks uh, <laughs> to have very little choices. Yeah. And I remember, yeah, uh, mm. I remember going to school. I mean, back in high school or back in elementary schools, 
there were you know I I I could tell from the the feel of writing on a ballpoint pen mm. it, something that's you know Smart. normal normal quality and <laughs> and and something that feels yeah. useful right uh, something that feels smooth a, a good ruler a good eraser a pencil and so on like I I, I sort of grew up with that you know having in those Mangoipo in Hong Kong, they 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 stock cheap things too. But even when it's cheap, it's it's well made. Yeah. Uh, it's I mean I want to use the word affordable, but now there are so many mass yeah. produced you know in prepackaged sets that are really bad. It, it makes you feel that writing doesn't doesn't feel nice to write. You I don't want to put pen on paper yeah, because I mean, it's not smooth. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's that's our that's our bread and butter. Like, there are so many selections on the market. Uh, there's thousands and thousands of different things, and uh, everyone has their their own personal preference, honestly. So, yeah, I mean, we stock like a lot of curated things, but I think more and more as we've grown, we've also begun to stock more variety at, rather than more curated. And I think it's nice. Like one of the things about um uh you asking about like our like our brick and mortar location uh people like to have that tactile feeling and come in and try yeah. different things and that's what that's that's the biggest advantage like i i guess from from a business perspective we think about it a lot is there is there going to be room for brick and mortar store in the future like what's going to happen in five or ten years uh where where people shop online like everything's bought online are people still going to be shopping on brick and mortar shops and i think the answer for for at least in the near future is yes uh because there are a lot of these tactile things that you'd like to come in as, as a tactile feeling uh but you also asked about neighborhood and community while i can't say like we're specifically servicing that neighborhood like just from a shopper's perspective for me as a shopper's perspective and me also having the perspective of a small business owner um i very much like supporting local business like i like going in and knowing who who people are and and they know me um so from that perspective it's very nice having interesting or unique shops in a neighborhood i think it enhances that neighborhood and builds community in that neighborhood how do you how do you guys usually like scope or figure out what kind of like um stationary or, or like like things you want to like put in your shop with, with so much variety nowadays it's like you know, you, you, uh, what kind of do you guys have like a like a checklist or something you use, or how do you <laughs> actually like determine like? Yeah, uh, I th I think in the early days we we honestly used to bring in a lot of things that Liz loved. <laughs> so so our, <laughs> a lot of our store buying stuff, and 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 to a large extent now too, because like usually the stuff she really loves is translatable to things that are really worthwhile mm -hmm. um, because she doesn't like she, she's not someone who mindlessly like consumes like a lot of different things like she likes to get things that she loves and it's not going to be like like just getting, get, get, getting random things getting yeah. random things but um, now as the business has evolved like like over the last 10 years um, the um, the way the business is run from also the manufacturing point of view and the crowd of people who are consuming these products has grown also. So now it's, it's a lot more 
products coming out from different different companies, and there's more companies being built, uh, created every every year. Um, so it's a lot to do with what customers are asking us to bring in. Mm. There's there's lots of stuff, and I don't know if we'll ever be able to bring in everything. Like we're not like I don't know if we're that big. Um, we service mostly Canadian customers, right? Uh, for the most part, like we're not super competitive uh, internationally. Mm-hmm. So we are a bit limited to the size of the Canadian market um, mm. and the type mm. of stuff we can bring in. But we do try to bring in as as much as possible. From like different origins and different countries, that sort of thing? Dif- different origins and different countries. So um, I, a lot of our stationary like like obviously Jap- uh, Japan is 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 a very big right. producer of, of yep. stationery. Taiwan Taiwan has actually also become very very big. There's lots of uh, new pen companies and uh, wow. and uh, in companies coming out of Taiwan now. Like which which is interesting. Like they're not like well established ones that have been doing it for like decades or or centuries even. Like it's 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 just <laughs> like, like new like 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 they're new companies. Mm-hmm. Like like they're just brand new and they're and they're. Um, and they're very like they're 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 young people starting them in, wow. in these countries, and they're um, they've come in like two different routes. I see like a lot of like some of them are have gone gone through the design route, like a very beautiful looking writing tool, and then some people have gone towards the um, this is very effective and utilitarian mm. route. Uh, but there's lots of new products coming out, and I think it has a lot. To, yeah, it's mostly a lot to do with what our customers are 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 asking for and obviously social media is also very big now like it's it's grown a lot in the last five years and um you're mm-hmm. you you can get a pretty good read of what people are looking for okay yeah i i love going into stores where the the person helping you actually knows the, the tools <laughs> yeah. yeah because sometimes you look for i look for very specific things so with someone in the shop who who can who has the experience they know the tool it's much better yeah yeah i mean that's 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 one of the biggest reasons we're able to stay in business like uh, like i guess like we we get asked this question a lot like how do we stay in business with with the likes of amazon or staples or different things like that it's because we we, we know our product we offer very good customer service mm. um and we know and we try our best to get cu- to know customers intimately like on a, on 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 a one-to-one basis to the best of our ability uh but wow. yeah like that's 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 probably the only way like a niche like a niche mm. uh store can survive like you have to know what what you're selling there's there's mm-hmm. no other way this conversation has helped me realize that like for the past decade, I've been using the same pens. Like it's these blue stainless steel ballpoint pens that have never failed. And um, like, I love it when I can use the entire barrel of ink. I used to hate it when you're like halfway through and you're like, what? Like, why did this stop working on me? But there's yeah. still more ink in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some satisfaction when you're like totally done and you're like, <laughs> I wrote this much. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Wow, and and I actually buy the ink refills because yeah. it's just, you know, the barrel still works. The lid's still on yeah. there. The pen itself still functions. So no, um, yeah. I think like people also get satisfaction from like filling up an entire notebook. Like you have yes. entire notebooks filled up and then you keep them and you're like, wow, I like, I wrote this much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so speaking of that like what do you think it is about stationery that captures people's hearts and imaginations 
I think so. We we get people from all walks of life. Um, we get obviously a lot of people from 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 Asia who have grown up with it. Like it's it's part of their, their daily use. Mm-hmm. Um, I find younger kids from North America now like don't really. It's it's not part of their norm. So I think people are drawn to it mostly and almost exclusively for one it's it's nostalgic there's there's a lot of nostalgia to it but two there is a practical application to it in terms of the tactile feeling you get like i we talk about like the tactile feeling of pen stationery all the time and it's one of the main reasons people are drawn to writing writing tools like collecting different different gel pens or different things it it's the feel you get when you put pen to paper that feels mm-hmm. really good. Like, like there's something about it that it's just like this. This is nice. Like, even if you're just doodling, like drawing, like random stuff, it's yeah. good. Like, me and me and Liz have just started doing uh, Sudoku's, and and, mm. and like people do, people do Sudoku and crossword like online, but it's it's not the same as writing it down on a piece of paper with a with a pencil. Mm. Like, it's it, it feels mm-hmm. different, and like mm-hmm. and like. And like erasing all your like, I have a lot of experience erasing all my wrong wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs> like like it sort of feels good also to, mm-hmm. to erase. Um, so it's all about that tactile feeling, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just uh, just 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 filling up like seeing in instead of like having all these files on your hard drive or even even letter writing. We talk a lot about letter writing, receiving something in the mail is very mm-hmm. special like like it's magical mm-hmm. when someone writes you a letter they really yes. put the thought and time into get, getting that to you instead of just busting out an email or text which is very easy to do mm. you, you you really put the thought and time to send that out it takes a lot of effort to send something in the mail mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I can totally attest to that especially with everything yeah. going digital nowadays yeah. too it's like how rarely do you see people you know exactly. mail things or write things right like some people don't even know how to mail like to be honest, no, no, like, exactly. it's lost. Yeah. It's like yeah, when it's like lost yeah, art. Yep, yeah, when someone writes you a handwritten like piece of letter, like you know that they 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 care, they care mm. to, to send that, like to go that to go that route, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and another aspect I think I I see from people who use you know stationaries or use their hand to do things, it is sort of an extension of their hand. Or, yeah. or even an extension of their mind, you know, writing a letter, of course. So, yeah. and if that extension sucks, it it sucks. So, <laughs> yeah, a good yeah, pen. No, I, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, like we we also talk about like like even learning, like being in the classroom. Um, I think there's definitely a difference between taking your notes by hand versus typing on a computer. You mm-hmm. tend to think it, it it sort of absorbs a lot more when you're writing it down. You think mm. a lot more. Sticks to whatever the mind part of it is, uh, and instead of just like sort of typing, typing it mindlessly and sort of putting it away. Um, yeah, like like in my experience, just writing, like writing or versus typing something on a computer. Like I even even taking notes, like my to do lists. Like I I tend to remember more when I write it down versus like plugging it on my phone or something. I'm never mm-hmm. going to remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I've got another question. You, you and Liz, I guess, have access to probably some of the best stationary products available on the market. What do you guys like? What are your favorite products? 
Yeah. So, so whenever anyone asks me this in the shop, I, I'm usually pretty careful about <laughs> what, what I say. <laughs> uh, and, Here's and, this thousand dollar yeah. pen over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I always say, like take take my answer with a grain of salt. Like, uh, like I work here, but but to be quite honest, like every, everyone is like super different, and uh, like whatever you choose to do, like whether whether it is a thousand dollar pen, there is some. There is some validity to having a super expensive pen and you loving that and being your 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 or you having like a like a one or two dollar three dollar pen and that being like superior to a high quality pen. But I can let you know like what we use and like what is very popular. Uh, different things like um, the Lamy Safari, which is which is uh, this this sort of German made. Uh, school pen, uh, which has been around for many many years, it looks a bit funky, um, and um, it's it's one of the most used pens. I remember when when I used to work in banking, I, I had a Lamy Safari, and I would bring it into to meetings, and everyone would say, "Hey, what what is that?" Like it it was a really good icebreaker, also. <laughs> um, but it's just like yeah, it's just like it's, it's like struck up conversation. It's very it's very iconic, and you can sort of tell that wow. it's just something different about it. Um, but yeah, like like a Lamy Safari, um, and people love different kind of notebooks, like different different planners. It's it's the planner season now, so there's a very popular product called Hobonichi, which which people love to do to use for planning 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 um, their their year out. Um, but yeah, there's so many products like gel, like we, we were talking about gel pens or disposable pens like Pilot, which is uh, a really big Japanese company. They, mm. they make a ton of products. Uh, they're pretty iconic. Everyone knows them Pilot, um, but they make some of the best gel pens and, and disposable pens on the market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am holding yeah. up my favorite yep. blue ballpoint and yep. it is yeah, a exactly. Pilot. Yeah, yeah, pilot, pilot. Like you can't go wrong. Like you can find them at many different stores, and they are they're for the most part disposable. But everyone loves Pilot. <laughs> I remember back in primary school. Sometimes a, a new gel pen comes out, and everyone it's you know it's a few Hong Kong dollars more expensive. And then finally, the first classmate gets it, and everyone goes, "Whoa, you got the new gel pen!" <laughs> You're like a yeah. popular student now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and whoa it's smooth <laughs> yeah yeah people people still do that at a shop like people like what we're yeah. Really, yeah it's like it's it's just like about how smooth it is and <laughs> yeah for sure absolutely. absolutely i've got one last question for you john sure. what what has surprised you the most about your work what has surprised me most about my work um I think when I when I, when when I first first got into this, I I don't think we realized how um, strong and friendly and how big the community would end up being for this specific niche. Um, we meet new people every day who are very nice from all walks of life. We've met many new people uh, doing this. Um, so just the type of people that we've met and have been able to build relationships with ha, is what's surprising me the most. Um, I think a lot of many other businesses have customers who come in one or two times, but our many of our customers have been with us since the beginning. Um, we, we affectionately refer to the beginning of our business as 906 Dundas, which is our first shop location. We've, we've actually moved shop locations like three times in the mm -hmm. 10 years we've been in business. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and everyone is like, it's almost like a badge of honor. Like I've known you guys since the nine oh six days, and, mm. and, oh, wow. and and it's a badge of honor to know to know these people. We have gotten we have had people um, propose at our shops, like propose their significant <gasps> other, and wow. do wow. like like life <laughs> life life events with us. Yeah. Um, so I think we are we we feel really really blessed and um, and happy to be to to be able to be part of these milestones with people and people be part of our milestones. We are very publicly family business. We, we put our family on social media, our kids, our, our cats, which have become like our, like our mascots for our shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and me and Liz obviously, and also, and also our staff who we can't do this. We couldn't do this without. And some of them have been with us for over five years. Wow. Like we have become a family and become a family business and we become a community. So um that's probably the biggest part about this all the support and community that we were able to build as part of this business that's awesome so i've loved stationery since i was a young girl and stepping into wonder pens brought the wonder of stationery right back to me so if you live in toronto check out their store on 52 clinton street if you aren't in the area like i'm not anymore check them out on wonderpens.ca so thank you john for taking time to inspire us to live a bit more thoughtfully in this digital age to share the nostalgia of stationery with us and um Uh, We're really excited to have you back next week for another episode where we dive a bit deeper into who you are as a Chinese Canadian, how you grew up, and how you grapple with your atypical vocation. Thanks thanks again. Yeah, thanks again for joining us on Coffee Bubble Tea Podcast today. Uh, Visit us on Instagram, on Facebook, leave us comments, messages. If you have ideas for future episodes or people you want to see on our podcast, uh, let us know. All right. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Bye. 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 See you.